0: Hey, that's pretty damn good. The star gleam, the in-between of Scotty Beans. 102 to 89. The Raptors defeat the Magic in what is their fifth win in a row, I believe. Pretty impressive. It's not easy to win any games in the NBA, and here they are with five in a row. They're now eight and two in their last ten. They're I guess, tied with the Chicago Bulls for the fifth seed, although they do not have the tiebreaker. I believe they'll have a chance to get the tiebreaker with Philly on next Thursday. There's a lot of things happening in the middle of the Eastern Conference. But the Raptors, because they're so damn good at this basketball, they're in the thick of it. And doing so without relying heavily on Pascal Siakam or Fred Van Vliet, who... You know, they both did things in this game. Well, I'd say Fred had a more impressive game, for sure. Pascal, like the shooting touch, some of the in-between stuff didn't really fall, and a weird whistle, I would say. But the guy who stood out the most, Scotty Barnes. I mean, 19 points, eight boards, seven assists. He had five offensive rebounds in this game. He had four in the first half. He was kind of overwhelming. The the Magic didn't really know how to stick on him when they put a small guy. He was too much of a threat on the offensive glass. As we saw at the end of the game, you know, Mo Bamba steps out on him and Scotty just runs straight to the rim for a thunderous dunk. And we get a lot of runouts in this game. We get a lot of opportunities for Scotty to make those open floor passing plays that he loves. And it was just super fun game that maybe got a little bit too hairy at the end because of a full sled charge. But I tell you what, Pascal Siakam is addicted to NBA minutes and they had to figure out a way to get him over 42 uh, without having people be upset. So they had to have it come close. These minutes, man, I guess Gary ends up playing 40, Fred 39 and a half. But yeah, Scotty, really, really fun game. This is, since the Lakers game, I think this is the one game where you could make the argument that he's led the team. And obviously, Pascal and Fred get way more attention. But Scotty, you know, he gets to lead in his own way sometimes. And, you know, there's an argument for Fred as well. But the Raptors in a game where everybody in the starting lineup reaches double figures, Precious Achua punches up at 11 points as well. They found their way in this game. They found a really long dominant stretch. And then, you know, when they the Magic got a little bit accustomed to the way that the Raptors were running their offense without Fred in. That very strange offense that's completely dependent on Pascal Siakam breaking down guys and being able to get to the free throw line and pass guys into layups or into open shots and that kind of stuff, and, and the ability to you know get offensive rebounds, that wasn't uh, very successful for a stretch in this game. It's the reason why I think Scotty ends up at like a, a plus 32, yeah, and Pascal ends up at a plus four they tried to get away with pascal plus bench it didn't work super well and uh that's you know that's okay it, you, not everything has to work in a game especially when you win by 13 but uh yeah the raptors it, it's how do you sell this game as anything other than you know a playground for them to try things out and for scottie Barnes to shoot 100% from the line and to get to the middle of the floor and dunk on guys and to overwhelm and overpower smaller players, speed past bigger ones and to combine for a really great stat line and wherein, you know, he's in the middle of a fight, a dog fight for that rookie of the year trophy. And uh, games like this are really going to help. Evan Mobley is, is injured right now. And that's the guy who probably has the best case uh, outside of Barnes Cade Cunningham is making his late charge and you know his games have been really incredible lately. So, if Scotty wants to come and take this thing after it seemed like Mobley for a large part of the season was being crowned as the rookie of the year, it's pretty impressive and games like this are going to help him do it. The Magic had very few answers for where he wanted to get on the floor with or without the ball. Really cool to see. This is the thing with rookies. They they oscillate between really finding their potential for short moments and then coming back down to earth and playing worse than their talent because they're getting used to the NBA, the physicality, the reads, the timing, all that kind of stuff. And Scotty has slowly accumulated a, a way better, you know, read for the timing and the physicality was never a problem for him. And so he's finding out how to insert himself in games a little bit better, especially next to OG and Siakam, and Fred, and guys like that. It was the case for a long time that if OG and Pascal were in the starting lineup, Scotty might have a tough time trying to find his way. In this one, he found his way. And it wasn't like he had to commandeer the offense. The guys on his team aren't afraid of him taking possessions. The guys on his team are totally happy to surrender offensive possessions to him, to screen for him, to give him opportunities to look for his offense. And uh, in this game, it was just him flowing throughout the game, being big, making great reads and helping the Raptors finish this one out. Not only because he had a great first half where he scored 15, but because he he closed out the game. The Raptors, when it was kind of getting to like nine points, getting a little bit hairy and they needed to close this one out. What did they go to? Gary Trent Jr. ghosting a ball screen and then scotty getting to the free throw line because it opened up a driving lane and then the next play the as i said before the magic they switched that action above the break mo Bamba steps out and scotty's like oh this is the easiest bucket of my life so, you know sprints directly past them and uh and a dunk and and also there was like a another really fun wrinkle of this game so there's a play you'll probably recognize if i describe it correctly but uh it's called horn's chin punch is what the Raptors run. And horns, you're probably aware of, but, you know, if you don't know, it's two guys in the corner and two guys above the break in the free throw line. And then one guy, you know, let's say between the logo and the guys up above the break and it creates two horns. That's what it's supposed to be doing. And who the horns are really, it, it changes depending on who's on the floor. But a lot of times... It will be fred and scotty or fred and og or something like that or pascal will be one of the horns as well but horns chin punch is typically a play where they run one of pascal or scotty on ball the other guy's the trigger man and they do this to try and get a switch onto a small fred's defender by running him off of a fred screen and getting him one of them the ball in the post so they ran Precious as one of the horns in this game and let him be the trigger man. And what we got was, you know, he found Pascal cutting to the basket for a bucket. So yes, good pass, Precious, that kicks uh, ass. And, and then we had them where they didn't get the switch that they wanted and the Raptors flowed into a pick and roll out of horns. And then Fred found Precious for a, a rolling dunk. That's awesome. Finding new younger guys to work in these set actions is a really good thing because it means you get to play around with different formations on the floor and it means that you know even if it's the same play different guys create different permutations and defenses have a lot of trouble with different permutations because it re- it requires them to rely less on the film and kind of like oh this play creates this advantage for this person and it makes them a little bit more reactive and when you're reactive you're a little bit more susceptible this is why Draymond Green talks about being prepared for everything as a defender and being able to change it up as precious as the guy on ball is a, a pretty unique thing and also speaks to the you know how he's made progressions as a guy on ball that he can make those reads and and do the high low pass and then you know he he made the two great reads because he made the pass a but then he was like okay we can filter into this pick and roll and i can find the pacing on the roll and get to the rim and dunk and he also had like a, a jab series bam bam two dribble pull up midi in this game and a classically precious possession because he completely bungled the timing on a roll he had the lane fred was waiting for him to punch it get to the rim because the pocket pass was there And he was super late, and they were able to close down the lane. He didn't get to do it, but the play filtered elsewhere. Precious stayed on the weak side and ended up grabbing an offensive rebound, and you're like, oh, there he is, of course, because Precious is the guy who makes plays even when he makes mistakes. And then he goes to dribble the ball out, and he tries to just lob Chris Boucher at the rim with three guys in that contested airspace. And, and, you know, Chris actually came down with it but uh, he was still swallowed up when he when he came down with it. So it didn't end up being anything. But it's like, it's, it's being on the precipice of genius all the time and still finding ways to be positive is like the whole Precious Achua thing, honestly. So yeah, quite a few fun uh, developments for him in this game. Fun developments for Scotty in this game. That was awesome to see. And then, you know, the Magic scored 89 points. The Raptors, they played really great defense in this game, albeit, you know, this is a limited Magic team. Ignis Bristakis, sorry, Bristakis was 5 of 7. He had quite a few threes. He had some nice cuts. And Markel Fultz found the pacing to puncture the Raptors' defense over and over again. He had just a tremendous second half, and he finished with 12 points, 5 boards, 7 assists, and 2 steals. But I tell you this, a guy like Fred Van Vliet in this game with five steals, I believe he had five steals last game as well. That's nuts. And he had two blocks, and these aren't actual blocks. These are the you know, the, the strip steals where a guy's going up the rim. So uh, you could feel free to say that Fred Van Vliet had seven steals in this game. I know he would say he had seven steals. And while he only had three assists and he scored 19 points on 19 shots, he took 16 three-pointers and only hit five. Uh, still, the overall ability to impact this game, I said Scotty was a plus 32. Fred was a plus 30. Fred's defense, just as a tag, just being that small guy rotating into the lane, he should not be able to gum up so many possessions, and yet he does. Over and over, those hands come down quick as ever. And then also, just as, as a guy, ball pressure. A guy has a live dribble. Fred is up into him and he's like, yeah, I don't know if you're going to keep the ball for that much longer. I kind of want that. I'm going to take that. And uh, yeah, hell yeah, Fred. A really, really impressive game. Even if the if you're worried about the burst, the knee, uh, I don't feel like this, you know, fixes any of your worries. Because Fred was a guy who was shooting at one point this year, like, you know, 44% from the floor and 40% from three and was hitting like 34% on pull-ups 50% on like over 50% on catch and shoot threes. And that just really isn't the case right now. And also like some of the pick and roll possessions, you know, the passing that he was able to make, he's still making passes, but uh, it's, it's just not the same level this year. So that's still missing, but you're still looking at a guy who just he, he gets into dudes defensively. He's such a smart mover. His feel, uh, the court mapping, like always knowing where the offensive player wants the ball to go and knowing how his teammates are moving according to that. And okay, how do I disrupt this offensive play? He, he finds himself in the right spots all the time or even finds himself as too passive a word. He puts himself in the right spots all the time to make these plays. And yeah, on a night where Pascal, the shot wasn't really working out that well. Gary, the same thing. Uh, and OG Ananobi was just kind of chilling in a really, really low usage spot. But just, you know, OG was great in this game. He he was good defensively, maybe maybe even great defensively, I should say. And he was low usage. He just hit his shots. When he got a closeout, he got into the teeth of the defense. He made good plays. He was close to making some really good plays. Like the, the one that he had, this hop step into the lane after, it looked like he got fouled on a closeout. Boom, takes a big, you know, chest to the shoulder, clears into the paint, hop, step over a dude, little shovel pass, and it went off, I, I believe it was Kim's hand and out of bounds, but it was just, it was so close to, uh, it was so close to to being like a perfect possession as far as what you'd want out of OG. But late, later in the game, you get this possession where he's on the baseline and he gets the closeout. out. He drives baseline because that's what they give him. And the guy, the low man, who I believe it was... Um, mo Wagner at that point in time he comes over and he's like okay i have not closed off baseline but og turns him into a turnstile anyway and just kind of blows him up and you know you can close off baseline all you want but if you're not as strong as the guy coming baseline and you're not in a position to take a charge you haven't closed off the baseline and og is one of those guys who you got to make sure you close off baseline or you're going to take a charge or something like that because you know he'll flip you You'll you'll turn you know ninety degrees you you'll you'll flip flop, dude. If he puts his shoulder down and uh, yeah, some plays like that, a little bit of three point shooting as well. The Raptors just in a really good groove in this game. Kem Thad very low usage, but kind of doing their thing. It, they both were part of that less than desir- desirable run with uh, Pascal, but you know them's the breaks. Overall, just a really fun game where. Scotty really got to shine offensively, I think. Fred just doing these classically Fred things. We got, even though Pascal struggled to uh, get his shot, like the touch to come in, he's making, still providing a bunch of stuff defensively. He had a couple highlight plays. It's just like, this is a really good team. And they've turned the corner five wins in a row. You know, they've done this before the season they're now fully healthy even though guys are still deal- dealing with stuff obviously but they they're finding cohesion on both sides of the floor their ceiling is dependent absolutely on fred being able to you know return to a a former form of himself and and pascal being able to carry in the moments when fred isn't there he's been doing a pretty damn good job of it so far and uh, in a game like this it makes you feel good that Everybody kind of picked up the slack, and everybody was more or less egalitarian as the ball filled into the guys who had mismatches and stuff like that. And so you have six different guys who finish with, you know, Precious 11, OG 14, Scotty 19, Fred 19, Gary 17, Pascal 16. And, and you know, Pascal you know, topping everybody on the glass, grabbing 11 boards and just closing out those defensive possessions. He had double digit defensive rebounds. So a real team effort uh, topped off by, you know, a fairly Im- important and impressive Scotty Barnes performance. Cause he's, he's trying to get that award, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it would, it would be cool if he got it. Reggie Evans award. Let's, let's do Fred. I mean, you get seven steals, you're hustling, you're bustling, especially you got short legs, dude. He doesn't really transport himself around the court with ease as, you know, maybe Scotty or <laughs> Scotty or, um, Pascal might do, and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's really fun to see a guy work like that. Top quick reaction comment is from Chilengo: "Quote five steals and two block shots from Fred. The little guy really gets after it." End quote. I mean, hey, you just picked the Reggie Evans Award winner. That's right, he does get after it, dude. I'm glad you noticed it as well. Five wins in a row, ladies and gents. I hope you enjoyed the reaction podcast. I hope that this was a, a good enough retelling of the game. Uh, for for those of you who come to this, for this, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I look forward to the Kyle Lowry return, even though he won't be playing. He's in the building. I think that's going to be super fun. And uh, yeah, so look forward to talking to you after that game Sunday. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Whether you got into it in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.